beauty business babe. My name is Kelly Callahan. I'm a corporate dropout turned beauty business CEO. I started my journey seven years ago with the last $2,000 in my pocket and a huge vision to succeed. Since then, I've been able to grow my small mobile spray tanning business into a half a million dollar international business. I'm here to share my knowledge so you too can create more income and have more freedom. Because if I can do it, I know that you can do it too, sis. Let's get glowing. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. I got my good friend, Mrs. Dr. Chloe Hom here, who some of you guys might know from Wake Up to Level Up or the retreat that we did a few years ago here in Temecula. Dr. Chloe, oh my gosh, I love saying that, by the way. (laughs) Can you please do a quick introduction of who you are, what you do, and all of that good stuff? Yes. Oh my goodness, it's so good to be here and so great to be reconnected after so many things have happened. And we were chatting only three years, but already three years kind of thing. So I'm actually headquartered or based out of San Diego, California. However, I do support purpose-driven women all across the U.S., which has been a huge blessing. I am a doctor of Chinese medicine, a master practitioner of NLP, hypnotherapy, and mental-emotional release. So if I'm doing work online, I'm weaving that all in together. If we're doing work in person, I get to facilitate something called esoteric acupuncture, which I'm sure we'll go into in a little bit here as well. So really being someone who has the opportunity to support women who have big dreams to ensure that they can facilitate, actualize, and manifest those. I love it. So good. I have not really spoken to you in a very, very long time. I haven't seen you in a long time. The last time I saw you was, I believe it was 2019 at the retreat that you held. And it was such a life-changing experience. I was actually asking Emily who was your partner in creating this experience. I was like, when are you guys doing another one? Because it was so, so magical. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. M is M was the mastermind, the visionary behind that retreat, Surrender to Your Wild. Yeah. And talk about a transformative experience in three days, right? Three days. What could happen when you get to fully show up? Phones were turned in at the beginning of the retreat. Mm-hmm. Like, how often does that happen for someone's weekend? And so it was a great portal of like, okay, can I show up for my mental, emotional, and physical transformation in a way that is so radical, so vulnerable, and really honest as well? Yeah, it was awesome. And so just a little backstory. I know I shared this at Wulu, but the way that Chloe and I met was actually through spray tanning, believe it or not. So I spray tanned her for her fitness competition and I just fell in love with her. And as you guys know, as business owners and salon owners or mobile artists, even when you're dealing with clients, like there are some people that you just really, really gravitate towards and you just like are so aligned with. And Chloe was one of those people. So ever since then, we've kept in touch. I've done her lashes. I've done her spray tans. She spoke at Wake Up to Level Up. And we've just been connected for all of these years. It's probably been five, six, seven years maybe now at this point. But I want to thank you so much for being here and being a part of uh, Beauty Business Babes. We're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about things that are going to pertain to you, Beauty Business Babe 
from burnout to how you can take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally. We're going to talk about all of the things because Chloe, Dr. Chloe, is also an entrepreneur and we have talked about this back and forth over and over again. And I swear the one thing that always comes up when it comes to our conversations is burnout. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. What's wild, and I actually just looked this up recently this week, is that according to the CDC, and this is the center, this is where they gather all the data from, like, where is our money going as a nation for, like, combating healthcare costs, is that it's an estimated 90% of our healthcare expenditure is going towards mental health conditions or stress-related chronic conditions. Wow. So... This really emphasizes that importance of bringing burnout to the front of our minds, to the conversation here, not only in the podcast, but hopefully if someone has their own business, how can they bring this up with their employees, their colleagues, etc.? Because what they were saying is that by the year 2035, so not too far ahead of us, is that this condition of burnout syndrome, BOS, it's actually classified as a medical diagnosis as of May 2019. Wow. It's predicted to afflict nearly 600 million people in the U.S. alone. In the U.S. alone. So we've got to change things now. Absolutely. So before we get into it, can you describe how you support your clients and your patients when it comes to burning out? Like, how does that tie into what you do? Absolutely. So the way things are right now is that I get the privilege of working privately with clients for about six months. And about six months is where we do get to see sustainable changes, because if you can imagine, burnout doesn't happen overnight. It has, in the 1970s, they actually defined it as a state of physical and mental exhaustion that slowly develops from chronic overuse of energy expenditure due to excessive demand. So it's not like, oh, I wake up and I'm just like tired. It's like growing, growing, growing kind of thing. So I get to utilize functional labs, Chinese medicine, NLP, mental, emotional release, and hypnosis to really address the physical, mental, emotional, and even energetic body. So even though I might not be working with people like in person in front of me where I can do acupuncture, say, for everyone, I do get to work with the energetic energetic body through different modalities like hypnosis, mental, emotional release, etc. If they're, say, in the East Coast or Connecticut, Texas, etc. So I get to see what's going on in at a physiological level, where is their blood panels at, hormones, we do a poop sample, all that kind of thing. And then we take inventory, like where are they at mentally and emotionally as well. That's amazing. Well, thank you for doing all of that for us entrepreneurs, because Lord knows that we need it. (laughs) (laughs) So for those who are listening right now, that are like, you know what, I've heard of this burnout thing, but I'm not quite sure if I've experienced it. Can you give us some telltale signs of what that feels like or looks like. Absolutely. So I'll reference how the ICD-10 code or the medical diagnosis defines burnout syndrome, BOS for short. It's three different dimensions as they would describe it. The first one being feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Mm -hmm. So you can maybe imagine this looks like you wake up, but you don't feel rested at all. It's the afternoon slum and you're reaching for that maybe second, third, or fourth cup of coffee 
or you just can't seem to stay awake when you need to be awake kind of thing. There's also increased mental distance. Mental distance would be like, I am separating myself. I don't care as much about job. They define it as like mental distance from your job. Mm-hmm. I would add relationships. Mm-hmm. I would also add health. You tend to distance yourself mentally from these things that are or were previously important to you. And then the third thing is going to be reduced professional efficacy. So what this could be translated to is maybe stories of unworthiness, imposter syndrome, or maybe I don't know if I could do this, even though I know I could do this in the past. I don't know if I could keep doing this kind of stories that are present. So this is all what might be happening happening mentally, emotionally, and a little bit physically as well. Dialing down on the physical side, we might see fatigue, insomnia, either trouble falling asleep and or staying asleep. We might see chronic constipation, bloating. We might see missing or delayed periods because mm-hmm. the body is just like in this fight or flight state so often, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then anxiousness tends to be like low grade. Some people will describe it as like a high performing, like high level depression, high per- forming anxiety kind of pattern as well Mm -hmm. where they look good on the outside but inside they're a little bit not so grounded not so centered or balanced wow yeah so I can definitely relate to everything that you just said right now (laughs) I mean not so much anymore but you know I've told the story on the podcast that like I used to work from 6 a.m. sometimes all the way to 10 p.m. sometimes when I had my very first salon because I was just trying to say yes to everybody. And I remember that for me, burnout manifested as me literally being in bed for like two, three days, sometimes even longer. And that's when I knew that there was not, there was something that wasn't right with that, right? So I started looking into burning out and uh, I don't even know how it came across like my phone or computer or whatever it is that I was looking at, but I started looking into it. I was like, wow, like this is totally what this is. Like I work, 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 work. And then all of a sudden I'm like, uh, crash and burn. So for those people who are experiencing these types of symptoms either now or or have experienced this, what are some ways that if they're sitting in this now or when they do sit in this, how can they overcome it or how can they help themselves out during this process? Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, Kelly. And we've talked about talked about it in the past as far as like oh we're like really good at burnout which is maybe why this conversation continues and it's a big passion of mine because it's an important conversation and it's a personal conversation as well so when it comes to preventing burnout maybe someone is like dancing in between like oh it's getting a little bit harder to fall asleep at night or I'm like kind of not feeling as rested as I usually do or like oh I might need one more coffee throughout the day kind of thing you're kind of dancing with that line Prevention, I like to say, really looks like not so much what you need to have or anything else that you need to do, but really redefining who you need to be. So really redefining who you need to be, which looks like defining what does it mean for you as the person who you would aspire to be, need to be, or would like to be to allow yourself to be supported, especially as entrepreneurs. There's might be a story or a sense of pride for like doing it all on your own Mm -hmm. versus like having a virtual assistant, even if it's two hours a week to help you out with your schedule, even if it's um, just like someone to voice and like keep you accountable for something that can make a world of difference. 
you could also think about what does success actually mean for you? Like this version of you, who you would like to be and who you aspire to be, what does success actually mean to them? Because does it mean sacrificing your health relationships and your well-being in the name of that perceived or the ideal quote-unquote success? Just like you pay yourself first to keep your business profitable, you've got to refill your cup first to ensure that you could keep doing what you're doing. So when we think about who we want to be, something to consider, and this is all we're thinking about the mental, emotional, and spiritual stuff first, and then we could get into the physical. When we think about who we want to be, we want to think about our values for career and health. Our values for career and health, this is something I dial down on with every single client because everyone's values are going to be a little bit different, even if they have the same words as their best friend or their colleagues, etc., their definitions for those words might be different and our values are our deepest level of unconscious programming. So mm-hmm. these are the values. This is the programming that's going to influence what we believe, which mm-hmm. influences our thoughts, which influences our attitudes, then influences our mindset. Our mindset's going to determine the actions we take, which determines who we become, right? So really dialing down on like, what are my values for career? What are my values for health? And then you can look at them, compare them like, oh, is this lining up with my actions, with my calendar, with how I'm investing and circulating my money right now? Mm -hmm. Because if it's not, then that can guide you into what might be the next step to do. That way, when we think about these tips or these recommendations that we'll talk about here in a second, are these things that are in alignment with your values as well? Because everyone's compass is going to be a little bit different. So as you create clarity on that, You want to focus on when it comes to preventing burnout, how do you want to feel each day? Because we have an idea of how we don't want to feel, right? So how do we want to feel? When we're creating our wins for the day, that task list, okay, I've got to email this person. I've got to prep for this podcast. I've got to work on this for the course. How do you want to feel at the end of the day? Because you could check everything off of the to-do list, but if you feel disconnected from your purpose, if you feel a lack of energy, energy in the sense of like your direction, not only energy, like physical energy, then something's out of balance there. So focus on the feelings is something. You can also get back in tune with the rhythms of nature. So one of my favorite things from the physician's oath from the Chinese medicine perspective is that it states to live in harmony with nature and teach our patients to do the same. So what that might look like is as soon as you wake up, getting a little bit of sunlight in your eyes. This is going to help to reset your circadian rhythm by attuning to the nature rhythm or nature's rhythm around you. So whether you're in uh, California or New York or Texas, Florida, etc., your rhythm is going to be a little bit different. And so as you reconnect to that, you're going to reconnect to yourself. It's reconnecting to our nature within us and around us, right? And so throughout the day, taking sun, sunlight breaks is always great. I encourage my clients, just walk outside. If that's accessible to you, just walk outside for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's pretty fresh air and you can get a little bit of sun on your face and you'll also allow your eyes to stretch a little bit mm-hmm. versus looking at your phone or the computer for all day. 
Yeah. Because our eyes need a little bit of stretching, just like our body needs a little bit of stretching. So it might not just be the blue light, but it could be like the fatigue from the eyes looking at one direction for the entire day as you're working on your laptop, your phone, etc. And then, of course, catching sunset. So those three different ideas for sunlight in the morning, throughout the day, and then catching sunset to basically help to, again, modulate the nature nature's rhythm around you within you to help you fall asleep get better quality sleep and all that kind of thing i know we kind of got a went through a lot there so i want to tune in and check in um as far as checking in on who you want to be aligning your values for that um checking in on how you would like to feel not only focusing on how you don't want to feel but focusing on how you do want to feel and then attuning to the nature around you and within you with something like sunlight as well that's amazing. So a lot of what I'm hearing right now, it's like setting the intention for the day, setting the intention and doing things with purpose rather than having this, you know, I have to do list, having maybe a I get to do list and focusing on the things that you actually have to do within your business or things that light you up within your business and perhaps delegating slowly little by little, the things that you don't need to do, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, especially the women who have just started, who don't have a team yet, they're wearing so many different hats. And I know that from just building the few businesses that I've had and being a solopreneur for so long myself, the first like three years that I was working, it was more than overwhelming. Like I can't, and and I'm the type of person, like I have a little bit of it, that ADD thing going on. So I'm like, you know, I want to do all the things all the time. I have a lot of energy, you know, I like want to do everything and my mind just works in this way of being able to do a lot, but even still it was more than overwhelming and I took too much on my plate. And once I started delegating things little by little, this here, this there, and giving my business more attention in terms of like how to segregate everything, it allowed me to be the person who I am today, who I inspire to be as like that one, two or three year old entrepreneur. Absolutely. Absolutely. And something to highlight there is how many of us do start wearing all the hats plus some extra hats at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And something that I like to remind most of my clients either are entrepreneurial or entrepreneurs. Something I like to remind my clients is a phrase that I got from a mentor, which also reflects a really good Jay-Z quote, where (laughs) you are not the business, you have a business. Mm -hmm. So being able to separate yourself from the business, remembering that the business is quite literally a separate entity. We file for it and everything like that. How can we ensure that our needs are met and that the business's needs are met? So while we're wearing all the hats, maybe it looks like, yes, while time is tight, can we remember that we're in this for the long haul? We're in this for the long game. So not everything needs to be done today. Maybe it looks like creating quarterly goals. Maybe it looks like creating weekly goals so that you know when it's time to log off when it's time to go. So you could do all the things and maybe it looks like even having like a note in your phone, all the business ideas, because you know, you'll get to them. Mm -hmm. And it's just not a matter of if it's a matter of when kind Mm -hmm. of thing. 
And while you talked about rituals, that's really great too, as far as we have our morning rituals and our evening rituals. And just like we might separate ourselves from the business, how can we also have workday startup rituals and then workday logging off rituals? Because some of us, I know I definitely have eight plus years from the restaurant industry. It was great to kind of clock in and clock out. You leave work there and you leave work there. Like you don't bring it home kind of thing. How are we, especially in a work from home kind of culture, creating boundaries between ourselves and our work life in a way that serves both our mission, our purpose, our desires, our goals with work, and then also our internal like sense of peace and purpose that we can get from being a person versus being an entrepreneur kind of thing. Because hopefully, and it's not always the case for everyone, there's at least at least half a day that someone gets to recharge and they get to be just them. Yeah, so good. Boundaries are so important. <laughs> and right. Like we were talking about before we hopped on here, you were saying how you would work from like 7am to 7pm. And all of a sudden, you're like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> Why am I working so hard? And so um, one thing that I wanted to highlight that you said was thinking about the long-term game, right? Thinking about the long-term game. A lot of us have a very short-term vision from what I can see in discussions and talking to other people. It's like, we don't really want to invest in the person that, like that VA, the virtual assistant that could help us, or we don't want to invest in the person who can do spray tans while we're doing the back end and building the business through marketing. Or we don't want to hire that marketer because we just don't, have the funds or we just don't know if we're going to, you know, if we can just do it ourselves or whatever the case may be. Right. And I encourage everyone that's listening to think about how is your business going to be affected if you take on all the stuff that you're not really great at or that you don't love? Like it's not going to suit you. It's not going to suit your clients. It's not going to suit your business. So you might as well Take the time to really invest your time and energy into training the right people or hiring the right people to really help you build your business. Because I know from just my own self and my experience, like I would not be where I'm at today if I didn't have a team to help me because there is no way in hell I can answer all the emails, all the social media posts, all of the creative stuff that we have to do behind the scenes, all the ordering of products. Like I could not do it all. And so I love and appreciate my team. And I tell them all the time, like I appreciate you so much because it really, I couldn't do it without them. So for those of you guys who are scared to invest I would encourage you to not be so scared and think of the long-term gain that you're going to get by making those decisions within your business. Hey, beauty business babe. Have you thought about starting your very own spray tanning business? Or perhaps you've thought about bringing in spray tanning to your already existing beauty business. I wanna help you do that. Go to freespraytantraining.com to get your free 90-minute intro to sunless training. This is going to teach you all of the juicy details about how you can start your very own spray tanning business or bring in spray tanning to your already existing menu. Go to freespraytantraining.com. I can't wait to see you guys there. Absolutely. It's that ROI, that return on investment, right? And that is a great place to also highlight how sometimes when we're in the hustle, the bustle, 
maybe we're dancing with that state of burnout already. Mm-hmm. What tends to happen is that when we're living in that state of chronic stress, fight or flight, our prefrontal cortex, so if we were to put like our hand on our forehead, that front part of our brain, it actually tends to go more offline during stressful events. Mm-hmm. Why this is important is because this is the part of our brain that's responsible for planning and organizing plans for the future. So if we're in that state of fight or flight all the time, of course, hiring a VA is not going to be a good idea. Of course, investing in something that might be like a challenge, like a stretch, but you know, it's going to be somewhat worth it. Just feel super unsafe. Mm -hmm. So something that'll be important throughout the journey, whether it's preventing or you're in the middle of burnout right now, it's regulating your nervous system in a way that allows you to go back into that more like rest, digest, parasympathetic state. I like to remember the parasympathetic nervous system uh, from the word in Spanish, like stop, parar. and so parasympathetic is the healing, the rest and digest state of being. And we're in the go, go, go. That's more the sympathetic fight or flight state of being. When we're in that state, we are focused on responding to whatever is in front of us versus thinking more long term. So even if it's starting, for example, with two minutes of like meditation in the morning or like a walk, something where you have quietness, where you can go a little bit more introspective, that could be key. That could be a huge ROI as in theme this could go for the long term. How can you ensure that you're getting back to a calm, centered, and balanced state, not only maybe in the morning, but throughout the day? Things like maybe you've done this before. I've talked about it with your audience something like the Pomodoro method for working where you're working for anywhere from 25, 45 or 90 minutes and taking maybe a five, 10, 15 or 20 minute break between those like rounds of working because even studies will show that after 90 minutes, our brain actually goes into more of a like hypnotic, like trancy state. So it gets a little bit more difficult to bring in and consolidate information because it's like, okay, we need a break. We need to like recycle kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Just like every inhale has an exhale. We need to think of that and how we can apply that to our work sprints or even like playtime sprints, et cetera. People might notice after a really good vacation, they're like, okay, I have all the ideas. I'm ready to work now. Mm -hmm. And just like before talking about like that balance, how can we balance our relationships, our career, our self-care, our health, all in the same again. How can we create more of a harmony? I love that. So this might be going a little bit off topic, but I have a question for you. So I feel like I've known a couple of people in my life, and myself included at one point. I didn't realize this, but after listening to some podcasts and going to some like retreats and understanding my mindset a little bit better, I realized that I was addicted to stress. Like I was addicted to the stress, the hustle and bustle, the go, go, go. And so that's when I found myself burning out for literally three or four, maybe more days. Do you have like any information about that and like how that pertains to the entrepreneur today? Do you feel like people are addicted to stress? And if so, like how can they be aware of that or how would they know that they're addicted to stress? Totally. So a couple of things, a couple of different angles with this conversation. One would be from a physiological perspective, there is a quite literal addiction where the stress hormones, the neurotransmitters, they come up 
and we're feeding off of that adrenaline because that's how we get shit done. So our, our move or our come from is from a state of fight or flight. So we know that's how to do it. So that's how we're going to keep doing it. Kind of thing. Mm. This leads us back to that conversation about identity. The identity of if I'm working, I'm productive. If I'm productive, I'm worthy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If I get more done, I'm even more worthy. I'm even more accomplished. I'm even better than I was yesterday kind of thing. Because the challenge to that would be, what would it mean if you on a weekday, like, you know, during a normal work week, what if you took the day off? Like, actually try that. I know for myself personally, I remember an experience. Um, I got to go as cliche as it is. I was in Bali and there was nothing on the schedule, like nothing. I didn't plan anything for the first five days of being there. And I woke up and my heart was racing. And I remember just like going outside. I was like, where do I go? What do I do? And I was, I didn't really have internet because you have to go to the coffee coffee shops to get Wi-Fi. And I was like, oh shit. And I had almost like a mini anxiety attack. And I was like, there's nothing to do. There is nothing to do. And so it really is a practice of helping your body to feel safe within the spaces that you create for yourself to simply be. So maybe that's why things like meditation are hard for people. They're a challenge for people because it's a literal challenge to one's identity. Mm-hmm. This is coming from someone where I'm acupuncture school is really amazing where many of our classes we did like qigong or meditation before. But during that time for me personally, I was like <laughs> meditation. Like I could be doing something more productive with my time because I was a student in class. I was checking email. I was doing all the things, multitasking. And I was like, I'm wasting my time. Da, da, da. And now as silly as it is and I'm as perfect as it is, I've been carving out. Oh, this is good timing for the last five days, at least 60 minutes of meditation because of how much I know and have embraced that what we are doing today is directly impacting the future that we are going to experience tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. instead of haphazardly waking up, like, how do we get here? I want to wake up like, of course we're here. Like I planned for this. Like I intended on this and I ensured that my actions, my thoughts, my ways of being were in alignment for what I wanted versus like, Oh, I hope it happens. And like, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it happens. Mm. It's balancing that like doing being kind of energy. Mm. And so going back to that, it is a combination of the physiological. I'm running on adrenaline. This is how I've trained my body to respond to the tasks in front of me. Mm -hmm. And there's also the identity part as far as like, this is how I do things because this is who I am versus like, oh, yeah. I'm the kind of person who takes the last week of the month off. I'm the kind of person who every Thursday I have a massage. I'm the kind of person who I ensure that my needs are met or else I'll reschedule something. Mm. It makes a difference. So getting clarity on who you would like to be, like we talked about before, will make a world of difference because who you are, who you be, determines what you do, which will influence what you have tangibly and untangible or intangible. So good. One of the quotes that you've shared with me years ago 
that I've shared with my audience over and over again is slow down to speed up. So if you guys have heard me say this, I always say it's from my friend Chloe, but now it's Dr. Chloe to everyone. Including myself. <laughs> um, and I just love that so much because it spoke to me at a time where I was in this transitional phase where I was going from the solopreneur to hiring out a team. And that quote has stuck in my mind for six years or however long it's been since you first told me this. And I always use it as a reminder and as a way to share with other people that it is okay to, like you said, reschedule whatever you need to do to give yourself permission to, you know, take a couple of minutes to meditate or whatever, um, to take some time off and go like visit your family and enjoy your friends and just not have to work, work, work and work. Because we have this culture right now where I feel like the hustle is the cool thing to do, or the hustle is where you get all of your, your money. And I will say that I had to hustle to get here. You know, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I didn't have like a silver spoon fed to me or anything like that. Like I had to make it work myself. So I felt like I had to hustle. But at some point, um, there was a choice where I didn't have to hustle, but I was addicted to that. So I'm glad that we talked about that and kind of like being aware of that. So you can make the changes to actually break away from those habits and those patterns because I feel like I've done that quite a bit in my journey. And now I'm in a point where, yes, I still work and I enjoy what I do. So I'm happy to do it. But I get to spend time with my son and I get to spend time with my family and friends. And I have a really uh, a great balance, I would like to say, in, in my life and everything. So it's something I want people to also experience in their life because the hustle culture doesn't have to be real. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And I love how you highlighted what your balance looks like for you too, because everyone's going to be in a different season of their life. Mm -hmm. Whereas maybe someone is more of the pre prenatal kind of season or someone's more so in their retired season. And they're still like, my grandparents are so busy. They're always going to like different volunteer events or different things like that. So everyone's sense of balance will be different. So that's where it goes back to what are my what's important to me for my career what's important to me for my health for my relationships mm -hmm. and having that honest conversation with yourself and maybe anyone else who's involved partners children colleagues etc what's important to them how can you create a harmony with that because maybe there's a value for connection with you and your partner and connection for you means like date night once a week connection for them is like date night once a month kind of thing so how can we create clarity for us so that we could communicate to other people and really set everyone up for a win around us kind of thing. And with the like hustle, same right there with you kind of thing, like um, doing all the things, wearing all the hats. And that's where it comes back to the idea of balancing yin and yang as a lifestyle. You can think of yin going more within. It's more of the restorative kind of activities and energies yang is more outward in its energy it's more in the doing kind of energy so if we have seasons and we will have seasons i am grateful the reason why i am excited about this new uh, i would say reconnected to my 
meditation practice is because for October all the way up until February, it was very young. It was a lot of doing, doing, doing. And so I'm relishing in this quarter of like yin because I know looking forward that my Q3 is actually going to be a lot more young. Mm. So the slowdown to speed up again goes back to the, do we have the long-term game in mind? Do we have a sense of the bigger vision at play? So that I can trust exactly where I am in my life right now, knowing that my quote unquote slowing down is going to help me speed up later kind of thing. There was a great story, a great metaphor, analogy that one of my mentors shared with us on a coaching call. And he shared how the NASCAR cars, I'm sure many of us either on the podcast listening to this or you as well know that these cars, they go fast. And what's so interesting is that he talked to someone who works in that field arena industry, and these cars technically have enough fuel to keep going along the track for the entirety of the race, but they take pit stops. They take pit stops so that they could go at the same speed as fast as possible for longer durations of time total versus all at once. Interesting. That is good where can we put these pit stops in our calendars throughout our day throughout the year kind of thing to ensure that we are performing at the level that we want to consistently consistently versus like i'm gonna go hard go all the way up all the way up and then down all the way up all the way up and then down that's exhausting to even think about Mm -hmm. having been there having seen that and having the privilege of helping people redefine what it means to actually create sustainable success it's an important analogy and a great metaphor to think about I love that wow so good I'm gonna remember that story for my entire life because that is such a great metaphor that is so good to think about I love it Awesome, Chloe. I want to thank you so much for being here. Um, Before we go, I wanted to see how people could connect with you. If they're feeling burnt out, if they're feeling disconnected, if they're trying to get some help, how can they connect with you? Absolutely. So I love hanging out on Instagram. That's where I am most of the time. And what's really exciting, depending on when this might air, I'll also be starting a live online course in May. So this will be a great opportunity to connect in a way that offers tangible, practical ways to implement the Chinese medicine theories, NLP tools, techniques, and really create a practice, create different resources and tools that align with your individual health goals. So with that being said, Instagram is a great place. I'm Dr. Chloe Hong, Dr. C-H-L-O-E-H-O-M, my middle name on Instagram. Send me a message. I love connecting with people there. And I think from there, that's going to be the best place. Awesome. And one thing that I want to um, let people know, I have, I'm subscribed to your newsletter. I don't know how they can subscribe to that, but I feel like you give such valuable information in your newsletters. Like one of the things that I will always remember is like your advice to just walk outside, 
for 30 minutes. Like if you could just get, not even walk outside. You said, can you get outside for 30 minutes a day and just feel the sunlight on your body? And you're like bonus points if you could actually like walk or do something like, you know, <laughs> active. But I love that because I always have that in my mind. I'm like, okay, the goal is 30, 30 minutes a day. Just get outside. And actually it's very easy to actually do something like that. But what I make difficult in my own mind is the getting there part. Like just the beforehand you know, in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to actually walk outside and do all these things. But once I'm doing it, I absolutely love it. (laughs) Agreed, agreed. And for most parts of the world, now is a great time as the temperature is starting to shift. And I'll send you a link so that we could get people on the email list too. That's a fun place to go into more of the long form content and offer things that are going to be able to be implemented straight away kind of thing whether it's the sunlight idea or like hey have you considered like catching a sunset or putting the phones away to reduce screen time after 10 p.m kind of thing so always aiming to cheer you on hold you high and really help to ensure that each person knowing the ripple effect that is created when one person is transformed just like your transformation has impacted so many women not only in in this industry but beyond this as well there's a ripple effect so my hope and intention is that whoever might be listening to this that they embrace that kind of agency within their own life knowing that that's going to have a ripple effect for everyone else i just graduated a client from my six-month program yesterday and we got to celebrate how she is the literal patent interrupt for the way that her family has experienced health in whatever kind of diagnoses had been at play up until this point. Mm-hmm. So we each get to redefine what it looks like moving forward, no matter what our genetics, like, no matter what family history looks like. Mm-hmm. If burnout, if fatigue, if overworking has been a pattern, you get to interrupt that. You really get to be that change for what you would like to see, what we all would like to see. I love that. This has been one of my favorite podcast episodes ever. So I want to thank you so much, Chloe. You are amazing. You're such a light. I appreciate you. And we'll make sure to put all of her links in the show notes below so you guys can contact Chloe if you guys have any questions at all. Thank you so much again. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. So much appreciate appreciation for you and celebrating you big time celebrating you big time I always get a smile and a little bit of a laugh when I think about how we met in a parking lot and (laughs) you got to glaze me which I didn't know what that meant at the time until like the day of I was just like okay sounds great like found each other in a parking lot and then all of a sudden I'm glazed like a fucking donut (laughs) like (laughs) we've come a long way (laughs) so good and look at us what is it seven years whatever six years later we are thriving (laughs) learned a lot yeah chloe you guys want to go ahead and reach out to her do that and i will see you guys on the next episode of the beauty business babes podcast thanks for listening Hey, beauty business babe. If you are loving this content, you're loving these episodes, I would love for you to write a review. And better yet, instead of just leaving a review and rating the program, screenshot it and share it over on Instagram stories and make sure to tag at I am underscore Kelly Ann. I cannot wait to glow and grow with you in 2022 and beyond.